What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Don't Fret podcast. My name is D. Fretter. I'm a poet and spoken word artist from just outside of Vancouver, BC, Canada. One of my favorite things to do is sit down with another creative and have a conversation about what they do, why they do it, mental health, self-love, and other things like that. This is a podcast where I have those conversations, record them, and then share them with you. Before we get into the episode, it would mean the world to me if you would hit the subscribe button. Not only will that ensure that you never miss another episode, but it'll also help expand the show. This week on the podcast is Isabel, aka This Is Isabel. Um, We've known each other for a really long time, written some songs together, done the open mic circuit, and so this is kind of like a nostalgic conversation where we're reminiscing about how we met, talking about people we came up with. Um, Isabel used to be part of a band and we kind of talk about her transition from being in a band to being a solo artist and kind of finding herself and her sound and we get into mental health and faith and all this other stuff because you know that's the kind of stuff that we talk about this is basically like a recording of our coffee conversations so I really hope you enjoy this episode and without further ado let's get on with it what up, y'all? This is Sunshine, executive director of Nerdy Shit here at Don't Fret. Just coming at you with a quick editor's note on this one. In this episode, Dee and Isabel are in Dee's kitchen, which we love because we love Isabel and we love that she's physically close to us. However, it does mean that there is a little bit of vocal bleed because these are two loud, passionate individuals in a small kitchen. So please excuse a little bit of extra noise and enjoy the episode. Absolutely. I was having this, um, having a zoom call with a friend of mine, um, another poet Mm -hmm. is Megan. And we were talking about like the fixers in our lives and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, for her, it's like, you know, her parents and some other friends or whatever. And so she'll like talk about how much she hates her fucking job or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, they'll try to fix it or whatever. And she said, I, I really like the way she said, she's like, you know, most of the time when I'm reaching out to people close to me, I know what to do. Or I know mm-hmm. that there isn't really something to do. I, yeah. I'm not yeah. coming to you to solve my problem. I'm mm-hmm. coming to you and I'm inviting you into my vulnerability, into my life. And I'm inviting you to sit with it. This is an opportunity mm-hmm. for us to deepen our relationship. And yes. the fact that you yeah. are so quick to try to get rid of the problem because you don't want to see me feel bad because it makes you feel bad. It just tells me that you don't really care. And you don't I've, care to sit with me in that. And I was like, mm. oh, I'm stealing that, making a TikTok out of it. That, and she was like, oh, by all means, do that. Can I? Yeah. I want to. Can you send that to me? Because <laughs> that's like, that is like, well, I don't know if that's actually something that you talked about on another podcast or just a conversation, but that is so, yeah, that, that's really profound, actually. Because that makes a lot of sense with me. And just, I feel like we're already on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. We hit recording a second ago. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We've been going for about a minute and a half now. Oh, cool. <laughs> Hi, world. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I was, yeah, anyway. Um, that actually makes a lot of sense now that I consider when I open up to people. Because I, I don't know, you can confirm or deny this because you and I have known each other for quite a long time and you've seen me grow and evolve. and So much. All that stuff, thank you. Um, but I, I, I feel like I'm not an 
oversharer, but I'm not afraid to be vulnerable with people. Can confirm. Yeah. Can get cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and I feel that is mirrored in certain relationships that I've had or connections I've tried to make with people where like, oh, um, I've struggled with blank, you know, growing up. I, you know, this is where my anxiety was really bad. This was a dark time in my life. This is, you know, and trying to be vulnerable and what you said, like address this vulnerable space where we can sit and like you can share a bit of me and like hope or you can share in a little bit of my life and then if you want to reciprocate that I can share in a bit of your life and see more of like who you are and like who you are as a person. And like, yeah, some people are just like, yeah, you'll be fine. And like, there, there's no like, like, you know, I don't know if it's like a fourth thing, but just like, no, like tell me more about you. Like, I want to hear about you and I don't necessarily want to fix it, but if you want solutions, like I could you know, do whatever is in my power yeah. and ability. And if not, like we can just sit together and like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. chill out. And yeah, I think we need to normalize stuff. asking or, or asking, what do you need from me? Right. Yeah. Now? Like, Hey, I see you're opening up and we're talking about some heavy stuff. Do you just want me to listen? Mm -hmm. Do you want advice? Do you want opinions? And, and you and I have done that before where yeah. we'll even open up the text chat with like, I need your advice. Yes. I need your thoughts on Do this. Do you have space yeah. for this yeah. thing that I have yeah, right yeah. now? And like, you know. I just think that should be, you know, more common or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's a four thing because I'm not a four. Um, oh, I'm not a four either. I'm just. Are you not a four? No. Um, <laughs> oh, you're a two, right? <laughs> I'm a two. Yeah. But the thing with uh, twos is that when you're in growth, like when you're in stress, you're in, you go into eight like you exhibit traits from type eight but when you're in growth you exhibit traits of type four mm. and i feel a lot more like a four these days which is interesting nice because i wouldn't say that i'm like a four across the board nah. but i feel like in the last couple of years when i've become so much more comfortable with like my own creative expression and the security that i feel in my close relationships and just how i want to portray as in the world, I think I just feel a lot more freedom in that sense. Like I'm not as afraid of, you know, it grading against people's gears because I know that's not my responsibility. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, anyway, I just, yeah. So I'm feeling more free to express, which I think is a good thing. Amazing. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Anyways, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Don't Fret Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just jumping right in. <laughs> Uh, today on the podcast is an old friend, my songwriting sister. You know it. This is Isobel. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I mean, well, no, I'm not, but I'm really glad that you're here. I'm glad we're doing this. <laughs> Let's skip the pleasantries. Let's tell each other how we really feel. Dude, I'm <laughs> fucking <not. laughs> Oh, man. No. Um, Raw and uncut. Here we go. No, yeah, there's this nigga. I just do not fuck with him like that. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no. Um, oh, goodness. Like I said before, we started recording. Just some stuff in my personal life that I'm like, uh, uh, I'm not even like down about it. I'm just yeah. annoyed. I'm just like, oh, oh yeah. Come on, man. It's like um, learning how to be less talkative is difficult. Oh, for, interesting. Uh, like, well, it's the thing of like, 
maybe I just run my mouth too much and people, because they're so quick to be fixers, right? They're like, mm, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he's telling me all these things. He needs all these things fixed. So whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well maybe the answer is like, I just don't tell all my friends what's going on mm-hmm. because even if they think they want to know, I don't much care for how they respond once they know. Right. You know, so you just I'm, needed to get it off your chest and be like, or I'm just talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, you yeah know, you're just, like, yeah. I'm just like, totally. Oh yeah, this is what's going on in my life. And then also it's like, well, have you tried? Uh, well, maybe you should take this path in life. Hey, what if you just like gave up on poetry and went back to comedy or whatever the fuck? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, fucking ask you anything you asked me what i was up yeah. to today yeah i just totally. told you mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know like if i want advice i will take a career aptitude test i mm-hmm. will i will go back to church and ask the pastor or something that's not true i'm not doing that um that was a, <laughs> was a full online <laughs> yeah so anyways anyway yeah you said you were doing well yes um i'm just realizing now that some people wouldn't remember you because I was like, oh, you've been on the podcast before. I'm like, oh, no. I was on the Before Times you, podcast. You were on, the, <laughs> on my first podcast. That's right. Years ago. So, yeah. Isabel, why don't you tell the people a little bit about who you are, where you come from, what you do? Wow. Cool. All right. The best way to start that doesn't take up half of the podcast. Well, okay. So yeah, my name is Isabel. Um, I, cause I like to talk a lot too. Yeah. I, you know, there's that's, a lot of like how we became twists and yeah. turns, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am a musician. I'm a singer songwriter. Um, the first time that I met D was at an open mic. I was a very, very awkward. Uh, I don't know how old I was like 12, 12 year old. 13 year old. I don't what? know. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, I was like, no, cause Josh was 13 and you're older than Josh. Maybe. Well, I don't know. It was like early high school, like 13 or 14 or something like that. I don't know. Aren't you older than Josh? Yes. Well, how old is Josh now? He's like 21. Oh yeah. Well, I'm 24. Yeah. So whenever yeah. like, yeah, you but were like, like 16. Yes. But I, no, I was doing open mics way before I was Yeah, but 16, I didn't though. start going to them until oh. like you've been doing them for a while. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. So backtrack. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I was still awkward. Yeah. Let, let's just, okay. You were like, in high school. Yes. And we um, just met at open mic and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? You also are yeah. under the age of 60. How's it going? I, <laughs> well, it's also like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. D and I struck up a friendship and, um, you know, as I became older and less awkward and more, you know, curious about, I don't know, just like, we just became really good friends and it's been so cool to like, see you evolve and going from like music and comedy and now poetry, like exploring these different kinds of expression has been, has been really cool to like see you evolve. Well, thank um, you. But we're talking yes. about you. I know. It's the two in me. <laughs> I think there's like a subconscious weirdness about talking about myself. Anyway. But yeah. So we met at an open mic. Um, I was the lead singer of a band uh, called The Escapes. And we were a quintet. And we met at the last year of high school. And we played a lot of shows um, just around Vancouver, did that for most of our college years. And that's how I met a lot of people in the music scene. Yeah. And, uh, COVID hit and, um, yeah, I mean, it complicated a lot of things. 
Um, maybe not, not, not so much necessarily with the band, but just like it hit everyone like in different ways. And, um, we couldn't play shows for a while and, um, we all kind of started doing our own projects and, um, in COVID I started to, uh, write a lot more music for myself. Uh, cause when I was in the band, I was like that was my priority and I was writing songs before the band for myself but I kind of put my solo shows and music kind of on the back burner because I was like well the band is my life now like the band is my priority um but in COVID I was like no like I think I want to try writing for myself more and see how that feels and it was just like this avalanche of like you know all of this stuff and a lot of it was therapeutic like processing what was happening in the world but also what was happening in my life because I was living in Vancouver uh, with some roommates before COVID hit and then when COVID hit I had to like rush back home and uh, I was dating someone at the time and then I had to break up with them and like that was really tough and so there was a lot <laughs> going on um, and it was just an amazing way to process and um, yeah, over the last couple of years, I've released a couple singles, but this year, 2022, has been the year that I've been really, like, going ham on the, I want to pursue this, I want to make music that feels like me, and I want to do it in a way that feels right to me. I don't want to panic about, like, the perfect release plan or, like, the perfect way to brand myself. Because for ages, and I feel like you and I have had conversations about this too, where um, I never knew how to brand myself. Like, I was doing, like, the Taylor Swift, Sheryl Crow thing for a while, but then I started making more pop stuff. And so it's like, well, am I a pop artist now? Do I play shows with a, with backing tracks? Like, am I that kind of an artist now? Like, I don't know if yeah. that feels right to me. So right. I was, I thought that I wasn't allowed to move forward at all unless I knew 100% exactly who I was and how to execute it. And that I think has like held me back so much. And like, I think at the beginning of this year, I had a bit of a crisis and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like <laughs> I have so much, I, I have so much music, like literally everything's written. I just need to record it. I just need to put it out. I don't know what to do. And at some point, like I just said, like, you know, I went to bed that night and I was just like, you know, like screw it screw it all like make a to-do list first thing tomorrow you are going to put music out this year and like it doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to do it perfectly just reach out to people just do the thing yeah because doing the thing like you can't steer a bike that's not moving like it's like and yeah. so that's what happened with kids and kits and that's what happened with um uh the well and now with pause pause has been like this new era where I've been working with this new producer, Benjamin DeCayman. Um, and we <laughs> have a, still laughing. Dee's laughing because we are dating now, but we didn't start working together because we were dating. That was a, you know, eventual process. Just so everyone is clear. Anyway, but stop laughing. I'm not laughing. Stop it. Yeah, you are. Yeah, fun. you are. Anyway, laughing. anyway, it's been amazing creatively and we have a lot of music together and it's going to come out 
hopefully very, very soon. Sooner than you think. So that's kind that's of, dope. I hope, I hope that was okay. It was great. It was cool. great. Brought us up to speed. Nice. <laughs> um, and like having observed a good chunk of that story. I'm like, yeah, that's all. That's how I remember it too. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Cool. So that's cool. My three wing is like, yes. Yes. You did good. You did so well. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Good job. Here's a gold star. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope some, I hope the listeners, a lot of my listeners are dudes. So I'm like, I hope you guys know what an Enneagram is. It's okay if they don't. Yeah, it's I know. just it's a just thing like, that that's, like. well, that's what the numbers that Isabel keeps referring <laughs> to are. Just so you know, it's like, it's Enneagram. And then you can Google it yourself if you don't already know. Yeah. It's like Myers-Briggs, but for numbers and Christians. <laughs> Is it mostly Christians that are into uh, that? I don't think it's original. Well, I don't think it's a, like a, a Christian large thing. A large, I, don't, I, I don't think it is. I think a large chunk of it has been become part of the Christian Insta community. But, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's, it's you don't have to Well, it's because you're not allowed to be into astrology. I, <laughs> I don't think it's based on astrology. I don't no, know. No, I'm it's, saying that, like, I Christians aren't really allowed to fuck with astrology, right? So then. Right. So now you get, but how do we categorize personalities so we don't have to like, you know, really do it by case by case. We can just, we well, just know yeah. the number. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying that that's what these sorts of personality codes, tests, yeah. signs are, are helpful for. You oh know? yeah. It's like, yeah. Knowing our strengths and weaknesses and what we can improve on. And yeah, it's just like a that. tool for self-understanding. Totally. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's a tool for self-understanding. Yeah. Um, I just didn't realize it was like really a Christian thing because I was like, I feel like I've heard it in other spaces. Um, it's not solely a Christian yeah. thing. Anyone can use it. One of my favorite celebrities. <laughs> Anyone can use it. One of my favorite celebrities is not a Christian, but yeah. but swears by Enneagram and stuff. So that's that was my point of reference. Zachary oh, Levi, yeah. for those of you who are wondering who oh, my yeah. favorite is. Yeah. Oh, Flynn yeah. Rider himself. Love that movie. Shazam. So good. Can't wait for the second one. Can't believe you delayed it, WB. Fuck you guys. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I was um I was waiting to talk about your producer and I was gonna make a joke about how he's real cute. Um uh-huh. he is. Yeah, he I'm is. not I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah, he's he's cute, he's a nice guy. <laughs> you know, it's great. Happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he seems uh he seems cool. He's awesome. Yeah. One time he and I DM'd about beatboxing and then he just left me on red and I was like, cool. Oh. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's is fine. it? Yeah, it's fine. I can, not, I can text no, I do, him about I that do right not now. Care. I, I don't care. Okay. Um, I think it might have <laughs> been like, can I be useful for you in the realm of like beatboxing? And the answer is no, I can't. Um, oh, okay. Because I think he wanted to know. I think you guys posted like, does anybody know how to beatbox? And I was like, I mean, I do. And I didn't know what it was for. I thought you were just trying to prove a point. Like, you know, like, no, beatbox isn't a dying art. People I, can totally beatbox. That was Let not, me see how many people can beatbox. That was not the intention. See, babe? <laughs> They're out here. They be booming, bapping, and ticking, and catting, or whatever it is. Oh Boots and catsing. <laughs> Look at these guys. They're everywhere. Uh, it was for a song we were working on together. That's so much better. <laughs> you like read so much deeper into that. I mean, I made most of that up right here, right now. No, for a I bit. know, I know. I just like, I was like, you're I very don't... good at that. I admire that about you. It's so funny. I'm good on my toes, you know. Whether it's like, I don't know if it comes from freestyling or improv mm -hmm. in drama class in high school, but 
it comes in handy um sometimes other times it it can ruin conversations oh yeah yeah one time i or no not one time there's times where I can take bits a little too far and then oh, um, I see. people are uncomfortable and they think that I'm secretly in love with them. Oh, yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Vanessa. It was, I just thought it was funny. Vanessa, we're so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I didn't even know you knew I had a podcast. So thanks for coming back. <laughs> Right on. So, yeah, the, yeah, like I've known you for a long time. I loved what you were talking about, like with the idea of like your desire for perfection kind of holding you back because yes. I yeah. think, I think I would say I've probably had that same struggle. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sometimes we're probably talking about it together, like, oh, yeah, totally, oh, yeah. this fucking Definitely. sucks. Definitely. And, but it is one of those things of like, you know, if you wait for it to be perfect, it's never coming out seriously because yeah, yeah. you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. So you can't make something perfect. Yeah. And even, you know, like you, you're going to grow as an artist. So in like five years time, you mm-hmm. might look back out at kids, kids and kits mm-hmm. and be like, what the fuck is wrong with my ears? <laughs> what are these frequencies? You know, <laughs> like I can, I can totally sing better than, better now or whatever it is right? oh yeah definitely like um you know i was read like i'm reading my own book mm-hmm. um in preparation for the show mm-hmm. that just happened well i mean it'll, it'll have been a while when this episode comes out but prepping for the show and i was like what the fuck am i talking about <laughs> in a couple of places i'm what is this <laughs> who is this guy like yeah okay um, mm-hmm. and I can't like change it or whatever. I'm not going to change it because, you know, like it's a, it's a snapshot in time. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I changed a couple spelling mistakes, but like it's a snapshot in time. <laughs> and for a lot of people that speaks to where they're at, yes. even if I've grown past it or mm-hmm. whatever, um, it's just really like it. Yeah. You just, you'll outgrow your work or whatever, like mm-hmm. eventually. And so yeah. there's no perfection. And so you might as well just fucking do it. Cause if exactly whatever yeah. it is, you know, like start the YouTube channel, put out yeah. the song, read, uh, write the book, you know, play the show, play the show, yeah. make the movie, like whatever. Seriously. Yeah. And you're probably going to think it fucking sucks in like two years. Yeah. So what, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. life is short. And if you're just waiting for perfection, it's, it's never coming. Yeah, seriously. And yeah, yeah. no, I just just really appreciated you talking about that because I don't know if we've really discussed it much on the podcast, like with other creative types of like that, Mm -hmm. that feeling of perfection Mm -hmm. or that, that delusion of perfection holding you back. And I was just like, yeah, it's a good thing to get into because any creative can, you know, you know, relate to that, you know, because you want to do it well. Totally. You want to get it right. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. But mm. also perfection is just, you know, it's, it's unattainable. Yes. And it's fucking boring. Yeah. And like the perfection, the standard of perfection that we as creatives can hold in our minds is like nowhere near how other people see us as well. Like when I play someone a mix of, of a song that I'm working on and it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be like a finished mix or like a whatever. It can just be, my dad will ask me, um, you know, if I have anything new that 
when I'm working with Ben and I will and I'll play it and then I'll just be like, oh, that vocal thing, like, oh, I can't believe that's so bad. Like we haven't tuned vocals yet and all the guitars buzzing and ah, and it's just like, grrr, and like, oh, it sounds so much, you know, and that's my entire inner dialogue the entire time. And at the end, my dialogue will just be like, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's genuine. It's, it's not like, that's great, Isabel, like in the dad, you know, way. Not in the, the obligatory father way, but exactly. in a, like your dad is a very supportive, engaged exactly. individual. Yes. Like mm-hmm. he, he's come along to a lot of open mics, a lot of shows. And yes. Like, yeah. It's funny because like your parents, my parents have never been to a show. Mm. I've seen your parents at a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the main ways I got to know your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They love you, by the way. I yeah. Mean, like, that's, I love yeah. them too. <laughs> they always ask about you whenever we hang out. So that's great. We tell them I say, Hey, of course yeah. <laughs> I'll get them to listen to the podcast. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> oh no. Okay. No, I've sworn okay. too much. I, I'd be embarrassed. Oh, they, they don't care. They well, don't care. I'd be embarrassed to, to swear in front of your mom. Dude. But it's, not your dad, though. He called a, me a bastard to my face. What? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know the context of this. So I'm sure the listeners are like. I bought a, I bought I, a guitar once, and then I posted it on Instagram that I had bought in this guitar. Yeah. And then he just was like, "I want that guitar, you bastard." And oh. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, dad. <laughs> I should have sold it to him instead of to the person I sold it to. Oh, it's too late now. It's gone. It's been gone for years. That's so funny. Oh, uh, but I I thought that was it so was said out of love. Yeah, I oh swear. for sure. No, I I wasn't offended. I thought it was funny. I was just kind of okay, like, good. it was just really funny because like he didn't say hi, you oh. know. Like I said hi to your mom. She gave me a hug, and then I go to like shake your dad's hand. He's like, I want that guitar, you bastard. That's so funny. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. It's a nice oh, guitar. Man. Um. Yeah, no, it, that whole thing about being self-critical and like mixes and stuff, it's 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 yeah. like we don't know the vision. Mm-hmm. Like like me outside of your head, I don't know, I can't see your vision for the song, yeah. so I just have yeah. whatever or like totally. other uh probably shouldn't name them, but other creatives that we know, other mm-hmm. artists that send me their songs, you know, it's like, "Hey, any like thoughts on the mix or like, totally. hey, do you have any like lyrical up ideas yeah punch these up a little bit um, yeah yeah because apparently i still do that um <laughs> and i'll just listen to them like i think it's ready to go <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah i'm so happy you're writing like yeah put it out right now so i can listen to it you know, yeah i'm well stuff. i'm just stoked because like you know some of these people are like unironically my favorite artists so i just, totally i'm getting the yeah. advanced like I'm gonna, oh, I get to listen to it before everybody else. It's like, <laughs> you know, in your fucking face. Seriously. You, yeah. You silly children in Brazil. I got the first <laughs> listen. Totally. All that shit you would pay for on Patreon, I already got it for free. Exactly. I was asked to listen to it. Exactly. I didn't have to pay <laughs> jack shit. Take that, kids in Brazil. I'm not going to say who I'm referring to when I'm talking about that, but, okay. <laughs> but I know that you know, and okay. I know that he knows. Okay. I want you to know that I love you, buddy. Okay. And you should text me. <laughs> bumped into me on the street. Bumped mm. in, I bumped into him on the street, mm-hmm. and I said, yo, text me, and he just kept driving. Oh. Didn't text me. Oh. What a dick. Yeah. Forgot where he came from, even though he's still living exactly where he came from. Mm. 
What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. Some people just get too big for the britches when they start killing it, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I might end up having to do songwriting and, like, work with other artists. That's that's a thought I haven't thought about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Might have to keep doing that. So I'll come through. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not, gonna, I'm not inviting myself to a session. That was just for fun. You could. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe. But then know. me and Ben are definitely going to have to patch up. That's just, fine. Oh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's I'm whatever. Kidding. Whatever. No. Um, fucking. Yeah, so you got music lined up. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like a new era for you mm-hmm. as an artist. Yes. What is that? Like, I, when I think of like the joy and misery era for me is going to come to an end mm-hmm. and I'll be moving on to the next thing, kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means to me, but like, what mm-hmm. does a new era as an artist mean for you? Like, what, what does that mean? I think for me, it's, I think it's really the first era. Ooh. You know, because I feel like the first release that I ever put out officially um, as a solo artist ended up being a Christmas song, just like a something quick that I wrote. Gingerbread, um, right? Gingerbread, yeah. yeah. And a couple of months after that, um, another single, like a single single, uh, that's when Finally came out. And that was just like a band camp thing, but, mm-hmm. well, not just, I mean, you know, but... I was really happy about that and then thought I would release more and that that didn't end up happening. And um, there was just a lot going on in my personal life, I think. And it caused me to, you know, question, like it bled into what I wanted to do musically and what I would have the means to do musically as well. So the way that it all came together was just the songs that I had been sitting on for a while and the new music that I was starting to write and being like, wow, like this is actually kind of more cohesive than I was expecting. And like, you know, it could sound really good. And like Ben and I, like, you know, we worked on pause on such a whim, like, I thought it was going to be like a one-off single when we first started working together, but then it just developed into, you know, I want to work on another thing and what if we make an EP and what if we do this? And then, you know, and it, it's, I don't know. It, it, it just feels, I, I don't know. Okay. I've never felt this comfortable with my solo music in such a long time and I feel like I've never been more comfortable in myself and in my own skin in such a long time I don't know how much of that is um the environments that I'm in now I don't know how much of that is just my own internal work and uh the how it you know chicken or egg situation like how they both influence each other but Mm -hmm. um Yeah, I just feel like everything's just in such a flow state and I don't want to overthink it and get back into old habits and wreck it or delay it any further than I already have because there's a part of me too that feels like I could have started this ages ago. Like I could have been doing this while the band was still, you know, recording our stuff and um, 
you know, writing our music and playing our shows. Like I could have been doing this at the same time. I could be, you know, it's like the coulds and the woulda, the shoulda. Um, so I have a bit of a clock that I've kind of stamped on myself. Like there's a sense of urgency in what I do. That's like, you know, it's almost like with COVID and everything that led up to where I am now, it's like, I have to make up for lost time. Um, which is, you know, it's good to have like the fire under your ass sometimes to be like, you know, we're not, we're going to wake up today and we're going to do everything that we can. Like there's a purpose to that, but you know, there can also be that anxiety and that unnecessary burden that sometimes we can put on our art and our creation, um, which isn't always productive. So I've been trying to balance that line, but yeah. um, if I didn't try to push myself and to make something of the music that I've been writing and recording now, um, I would still be where I was at the beginning of the year. I would still be having like those, you know, crises. Yeah, um, for sure. And I have so much more to like, show for everything and yeah I just yeah I just this really feels like the first official era like yeah and it feels really good (laughs) it just feels good to do it you know I'm not scared about doing it perfectly or I'm not as scared of doing it perfectly anymore yeah well I mean there's always going to be a little bit of that fear or that those nerves because you care totally right but it's so it sounds to me like for you this new era is actually you stepping into the fullness of who you are. Yeah. Cause like yeah. you've always been, yeah. you've always been you, but mm-hmm. you've for a, for a while, as long as I've known you, mm-hmm. you've been real sorry about it too. Oh yeah. Like you've been Masks like, I am and apologetic and yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so this is like unapologetically Isabel. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this mm-hmm. era is. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I've really enjoyed the music that you've put out, but I've also, I've really enjoyed just watching you grow and so nice. see you. you kind of not need other people in the same way. Like obviously you, you need your collaborative community, and totally. community, but like there's yeah. a difference between having a team, having Ben in your corner and friends that support you and your family totally. and all that stuff. Having yeah. those people, and then there's needing those people because you don't feel sufficient on your own. Yes. And so that yes. that change is really beautiful yeah. to see, and, I, and I'm really proud of you. Awesome. Thank you. And Appreciate awesome. that. <laughs> so, you know, like you've talked about internal work, and like I'm aware that you're mm-hmm. no stranger to doing internal work and like mm-hmm. like mental health and stuff like that. That's totally. been a big topic yeah. of conversation in our text threads over the years yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> So, um, what is, what does self-care mean to you? Like when, when I say the Mm. phrase self-care, what does that mean to you? What that mean? What that mean? Um, it's actually interesting because I think fall, fall 2020, um, like, okay, story time. When 2020 hit, um, after like we were all kind of shell shocked from like, having to isolate ourselves and figuring out what work meant. Could we still work? What socializing and going out with friends looked like and all of these things. Um, It hit me really hard. Um, And June, 2020 was like, I hit a new level of like rock bottom in a sense. And like, I, 
I thought you were about to sing, and I was like, okay, I don't know this song. No, I, no, 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 I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't break into song in a moment like this, um, which is rare for me to say, but, <laughs> um, but no, it, it was a really dark time for me, and I think that's one of the, um, not, not the first time, because I had had moments like this before where I had experienced this, but it was where I think I was experiencing very real depression. Um, and it wasn't just like a, Oh, I'm stressed about school. And like, Oh, like I don't want to do this. Like it was a very, like my therapist. Cause I was seeing my therapist over zoom and she had brought this up. Cause I don't know what I was talking about, but she was like, Oh, like I think you might be exhibiting some signs of this. And I'm just like, well, I'm not depressed. <laughs> I'm not depressed, but you know, so you know, um, but the biggest thing for me and like, I, I don't know how deep and, you know, trigger it's up to you. For anything. Yeah. Um, like I had never, um, I've never experienced like suicidal ideation or anything like that. Like I've never wanted to end, like do that. But, um, uh, I think it, the darkest parts of, what I went through was just not even just like wanting to die, but just like not caring about what would happen in mm. my life. Like there was just moments yeah. where like, and my parents, like they c saw bits of it. Cause I would, th there was a period of time where I would just spend weeks in my room, like in my bed yeah. and I just, you know, doom scrolling, yeah. <laughs> doom scrolling. Um, uh, just, you know, I, I don't even know, but like, I just wasn't, I wasn't mad. I wasn't like, I wasn't feeling a lot of much anything, but I was just feeling like it was so muted. Yeah. And I think that was what was the most scary was just like, cause even, I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but I typically come off as like, like I can be very anxious and I'm a ruminator. I'm an overthinker. I what? like, I have that energy stop that I can feel stop that you know it you know it yeah but the way that I, I don't know if we've talked about this but the way that I explain have explained it to other people in the past is like I would much rather keep as awful as it is sometimes I would rather keep my anxiety than go back to that depressive state again because at least the anxiety shows that I care and I care about people I care about and like I <laughs> see your face like I care like most of my anxiety comes from like is this person okay? Did I say the right thing? Like, I want to make sure that I do this performance right. And I want to make sure that this situation goes okay. Like, even though anxiety is anxiety and the way that it manis manifests for me the most is just like wanting things to go well and like wanting things to go a certain way. Like, even though it can be tough sometimes, at least it shows that there's a level of like, I care about this and I want it to go well and I want this person to be okay. Whereas when I was depressed... I just didn't care about anything. And like, <laughs> I yeah. can see you trying to like, no, I was trying to self-care. I, I was yeah. trying to remember. Okay. Okay. Whether or not we've talked about this. Yeah. Um, because I've heard the sentiment, but I don't think I've heard it from you. Yeah. But it, it's like, it's the nine inch nails lyric. You know, I hurt myself today to see if I could feel like, yeah. Some of yeah. like for people who've, you know, I was, I've, I was depressed most of my childhood, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't remember really not being depressed until I was like 
25, mm-hmm. right? I'm mm-hmm. 30. So it's only five years of my life where I can say like, I wasn't struggling with depression. Mm-hmm. So I get that sentiment of like, yeah, feeling is dope. Yeah. You know? so Even it's like, when it's hard, it's e- like, wow. You know? I, yeah. I would yeah. rather feel the bad feelings mm-hmm. than, than not. I've heard there's some movie where someone like, they like burn themselves for the first time and they're happy because oh, wow. they can feel again. It's it's like magical. I forget. It's like a oh um, oh that's like, like so sad but so profound at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Right. I forget the wow. movie, but it's like some character Crazy. who's been immortal for forever. He like the magic is undone, and wow. he like touches a flame just to see what would happen. He can feel it. And he's wow. so happy. And he can feel the fire burn. You know. Um. Gosh, so I wish profound. I could remember. Right. So yeah. So I don't remember you saying that to me. Yeah. But I do understand the sentiment and the face was, have we talked about this? Okay. Because I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure how, how to read that. But totally. yeah, I know that, you know, I don't want to, you know, get down on other people that, you know, like, you know, struggle with like legitimately crippling, like I have to rearrange my whole life kind of anxiety. Like I don't want to like invalidate other people's experiences of that. This has just been my experience. Yeah. And it does affect a lot of aspects in my life in their own ways. Um, So I'm just speaking for me. I'm not just speaking for everyone with anxiety. Um, Disclaimer. (laughs) Anyway, but um, what helped me to um, combat that and to be aware of that was actually meditation. Um, and I never thought I would be the kind of person to be into meditation. I just, you know, I would always fidget and I never thought it would be for me. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sitting and breathing. Like what good could it do for me? But Mm. I actually, you know, my dad, you know, was like, try the headspace up. And I was like, okay, (laughs) whatever, whatever will work. Um, but it was amazing. And, um, I think it wasn't even just. Um, meditation itself but I think it was less of externalizing and putting my own um, how I was going to feel that day in the hands of the state of the world and putting that control and that sovereignty back to myself and listening to myself and um, you know there was a visualization that I did um in the program that I was doing where I just like sat and like, you know, do the body scan, like, you know, in the headspace app, you know? Um, and there was a visualization where, um, you would just imagine like golden light, like flowing, like into your toes and then like slowly, like visualize it filling you up. And that was a reminder for me that it doesn't matter what goes on out there. It doesn't matter what other people do. It doesn't matter what other people say. Um, I can control my own peace and I can control my actions and what I do. Um, and the way that that has also tied into that, you were talking about um, me putting less of my reliance on, I don't know if reliance was the word that you used, but not being as hyper-reliant on other people and doing things independent of other people's approval or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, there was also an aspect of that as well, because, um, whenever I would be upset, I would immediately, and I, I apologize if anyone's listening to this and has had this happen, like 
to them for me. And I apologize for that, but I would be the person to be like, I had a bad day. I need to talk about it. And then I was just like huge vent, like wasn't in the habit of asking first if I could vent before yeah. venting and yeah, it was not a good time. So I used to be really bad for doing that and just like spiraling over text and just needing somewhere to vent. Um, but as I started listening more to myself, I would get more in the habit of asking myself what I needed if I wasn't feeling great as opposed to reaching out to other people. And yeah. I'm not saying that reaching out to other people isn't good. Like I needed to reach out to other people and to let other people know what was going on. Yeah. But it was also useful for me to learn how to be like, okay, how are we feeling today? We feel tense. Okay. Where do we feel tense? Why do we feel tense? What do we need? Like being that almost like inner parent for myself. Yeah. Take an emotional inventory. Yes, exactly. And being like, okay, do, do we need to cry? Can we give ourselves permission to cry? Do we need to take a nap? We can give ourselves permission to nap. Do we need to read a book? Do we need to go off of social media? I went off of social media for three months. Um, um, I could have gone on for so much longer, honestly. It's yeah. great. Um, but yeah. I, <laughs> and look at us now. Like I just, anyway, but so I feel like I've been talking for ages, but um, that has been my journey with like self-care yeah. is in my own personal journey, like knowing that I can have um, authority and knowing what's best for me yeah. as opposed to always looking for other people to be like um, there to comfort me like yeah. i'm upset please be there for me please comfort me please hang out with yeah. me because sometimes other people are going through their own stuff and they may not always have the space or may not even want to yeah and i have to have space for that and be able to pick myself up and yeah carry on one thing know? i will say about that time in your life is like i was one of those people that you, would you reach were out. Yes. But you were also very gracious if i was like hey i'm busy yes of course uh, i will i will respond to like send them away Mm -hmm. I'll get you tomorrow. That's right. You were, you which were is great amazing. Great communicator. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm, well, thank you. Um, I, I, sometimes I felt bad because I'm like, us oh, or it's freaking out, but I'm like, <laughs> I oh, am dear. driving. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but that's fine. Yeah. You know, right. no, you're I, allowed. I that's know fine. that. I'm just saying that, like, you like to your credit, because yeah. it's easy for us to look back at when we weren't doing well. Yeah. I'm like, what a dick. I get. <laughs> But it's like so cringy. <laughs> but you were also like, you were very gracious and understanding. Sometimes, like, hey, I, I feel you, I got you, mm -hmm. but I got you tomorrow. Totally, because there are other people who will do that, and you say, like, hey, I feel you, I got you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, well, then you don't got me at all. Seriously, and yeah, um, it's not very mature. I'm not related to them at all. I uh, get. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so just to your credit, you're fine. I also, I like that answer in the sense of like, it wasn't a thing or a ritual, really. It's mm -hmm. just self-intimacy and yeah. reparenting. Daily practice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's, I think, sometimes a better answer than like, oh, bubble bath or. I, <laughs> those can be pretty good too. <laughs> like, obviously, those can be really relaxing. Those are good. <laughs> but like treating yourself every time you're not doing great sometimes. like Totally. It's like checking in with what do I really need instead yeah. of like just the, you know, the thing to cope, which is 
yeah. having things to cope is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, reaching out to people is good, but also you need to like, th- there's a balance between being like independence and interdependence need to be balanced with each other yeah. or you're yeah. not totally. well, you know, it's yes. the same thing. Like I totally, s- in my second book, um, well, there's a whole chapter on self-love, mm-hmm. right? Like you could argue that joy and misery is all about self-love. That's mm-hmm. not true. No. But you could you could yeah. argue that. Um, but there's a chapter specifically geared towards self love, and in that chapter, I think, mm-hmm. um, I talk about like, yeah, self love is great. Mm-hmm. It is not the end. Yeah, it is. Yeah, in in my book, it is step two. Yeah, you know, and then we go on to talk about community and and compassion because I think like self love and community, communal love, need to be held in balance with each other. Yes. And yeah. So it's like you're, you've always been very communal, you know, like mm-hmm. I've never known you to be not a community oriented person, right. but in that right. there was also like a, a lack of attendance to the self. Yeah. Very you know? type two thing. Very type Probably two thing. wouldn't it know. Is. Yeah. No, it is. <laughs> if anyone's listening and knows what that means, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll just take your word for it. Cause, yeah, uh, no, please. <laughs> the only thing I, I know about Enneagram is my number. I don't remember what it means. That's I just fine. know the number. That's you know? fine. Yeah. I uh, couldn't tell you the wing to save my life. I don't that think is I, okay. I don't think I had a wing. Just wing it. So thanks so much for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, I can't believe we went through so long without me making a terrible pun. That's, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I am quite impressed with myself. Yeah, that's, there's <laughs> some growth. <laughs> And then I guess you, you also touched on being like burnout in yeah. that. So there, there's that question. Mm-hmm. And um, you also kind of touched on how you self-regulate and do all those things. That's like, that's, that's a lot of it right there, you know? Yeah. I'm still working on the self-regulation. Oh, obviously. Though. It's a, it's, it's a, a work. Everyone's a work in process. Rewi- rewiring neural pathways is no pretty task. Oh, for and, sure. yeah. And long suffering yeah no doubt no doubt um i'm still yeah no it's like everyone's a work in process nobody's like you can read all the books on self-mastery you want it's seriously it's yeah not gonna come that easy you know totally yeah and also i don't want to have a master and i don't want to be a master over anybody even if that somebody is me Mm-hmm. You know, so like self mastery, mm, kind of sus, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, and then like, I guess if you want to talk about it, totally, let's go. And if yeah. you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about this, then yeah. we'll cut this next part out. But like, sure. I know that faith is a re- is really important to you and is yes. a big part of your life. So yeah. how does faith, yeah, and um, specifically for you, the Christian faith, yeah. How does that play into like your creativity and your mental health? Those can be two separate answers. You don't have to like mix it all together. Yeah. Like how, so how does faith play into your creativity and your music and, and what you want to do with it? Yeah. That is such an amazing question. I think, and it's interesting that a lot of the things that we talk about with perfection 
because uh, because I didn't grow up with any religion. Like my parents like didn't raise us with anything. Like we celebrated, you know, Easter and Christmas, but that had nothing to do with really church. It was more of just like this is when we put up a tree and like bring family together and get gifts and on Easter we'll eat ham and like <laughs> like it's a holiday from school, you know. So I never really connected it to um uh to Christianity until I was older. And um all of it has been just like, you know, having asking intentional questions to my own religious friends and um, you know, reading the Bible for myself and doing that whole thing on my own. I think a lot of my growth, um, and especially what we've talked about with perfectionism and anxiety, um, which have been big in my life and have been their own hindrances and like my own creative growth and me wanting to go forward. I think, I think my faith has just been an integral reminder that I literally don't have to be perfect. And if I mess something up or if I make a mistake, like it's not the end of the world, like my anxiety makes it out to be. Or even if I say no, like just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I'm necessarily, you know, um, a, a nice, like, sorry, I shouldn't say a nice person. Like, it doesn't mean I have to be like this nice person. Like, it doesn't mean I have to people please. It doesn't mean I have right. to do what everyone yeah. wants me to do. Um, which is something I also struggle to people pleasing. Ha ha. It's a fun time, but it's, um, I'm sorry. It'd be really funny if you were the kind of person who like used to be pretty nervous about how you were coming across and, and how you, if whether or not you could stand on your own two feet without anybody around you, yeah. but you also were not a people pleaser at all. Like, <laughs> 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 but I, it's like yeah i You're need like, it, it goes without saying is about yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, like i need people or else i'm not good enough but i don't give a fuck no, if they're it's, happy it's really it's a tough line to cross sometimes <laughs> it's tough it's a tough no not cross it's a tough it's a tough line to walk sometimes yeah no i um, I, I know yeah <laughs> i just thought that was part of like yeah no it's it's pretty obvious <laughs> no duh um but yeah so it's been um it's been incredibly crucial um, in my healing and growing in my own self-awareness and just becoming more accepting of like um, who I am and I don't have to be what other people want me to be because if I know who I am in God and if I can somehow, well, not some, well, yeah, if I can become more connected to how I was created and being in more in touch with the creator and how that looks like in my own life, in my own little corner of the world. Um, then that can only serve to, for me to be more authentic, not only just in my personal life and how I interact with like my family and friends and community, but also in music. So even like the music I've been writing now, like it's, like the music that I haven't put out yet, but a lot of it is raw and a lot of it was really hard to write. And a lot of it, um, was, was, was terrifying to like, write. Um, and I was asking myself, like, 
I don't even know if I want to put this out, <laughs> but there is a certain service that I want to give to myself. Like, you know, you're not doing this for anyone else. You're doing this for you. And if there is a song that you have in your heart, like, why would you, you know, keep that to yourself when it could actually be of service to another person to hear your story and how you went through what you went through because someone could really benefit from that. And yeah, yeah, almost like a surrendering of my own self-perception and just letting my music be music and just singing and uh, not trying to be anything more or anything less than what I've been given. And if it, yeah, if it, I don't know, if someone, you know, feels encouraged or I don't want to say blessed because I feel like <laughs> I feel like that can be kind of self-grandiose but you know music can bless people your poetry I'm sure has done the same for others but um I don't know if anybody would use the word blessed no I just but like that would you be, know that would largely be because like I'm not a Christian yeah and I'm not like I use a, I use a little bit of like leftover Christianese from my time as a Christian. Right. And I think even in my book, I do have like, not really a chapter, but there's like a group of poems in there mm. where I'm pretty like, yeah, I was about this life and now I'm not. Right. Um, mm. So I think some people probably responded to that, but mostly it's like, it's been people who, if they ever had a faith, they were burned by it mm -hmm. and they're gone. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. That, so the word blessed doesn't really get thrown at me a lot, but like yeah, the thing like I usually I usually coin not coin the term because I didn't come up with it, um, <laughs> but I usually use the term like the reason that I share my writing is yes. so is so that somebody can feel less alone. Totally. So yes. then I get a lot totally. of you know like yeah, especially readers who know me from TikTok because you know mm -hmm. like um, I'm an author sure, but I'm not like a literary guy. So yeah. like it says like you don't find me in bookstores or whatever. It's like oh he's a social media he's a creator. Mm -hmm. We're on a podcast right now, um, <laughs> and he has a book. So they read the book and then they'll just let me know. It's like hey, I feel less alone. Totally. You know or mm -hmm. or like I feel encouraged. I feel inspired. Totally. Yes. Um, that one makes me cringe, but that's great. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I just, yeah. I never want to, I never set out to inspire people because I totally, I find that anybody, mm, do I want to say that? Yeah, I'll say it. <laughs> I think, and this is tangential a no, little bit. No, that's fine. But, that's fine. Um, I love that word. Tangential. I love it. Anyway, I believe continue. that anybody who says like they set out their mission mm -hmm. is to inspire people. Mm hmm it's gross. Well, yeah. Like, I... Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I feel like even when I try to, like, say, like, I hope my music inspires you. Like, it's like... I don't even want it. Like, I don't know. It just makes me sound like I'm, like, a... um, I don't know. I'm just living my life. Like, I'm just, like, I'm expressing what I go through. And if you like it, then cool. But... Yeah. And, it like, you inspires know. you to do what? Mm-hmm. And why do they have to do it, too? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and to hinge like your success or, or like the success of your mission mm -hmm. on how someone else reacts to it. Yeah. Dangerous. Mm -hmm. You're setting yourself up for failure. Like I know comedians are like, I got to make people laugh, well, yeah. but that's not mm -hmm. as deep. Totally. You know, it's just yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Then show up and be funny. 
Like it's yeah. it's not that deep. And like there are yeah. deeper purposes to good comedy. Oh for yeah. sure. Totally. Because comedy can bring us together just like good music, just like good poetry, whatever. Totally. I'm not here I'm not saying co- comedians don't go deep. I'm just saying that like, yeah, they hinge their success or failure on a reaction, but mm. it's so it's not as deep. It's yes. not as floofy. It's like, was it funny? Yes, I'm a laugh. Done. Like yeah. But then when people are like, <laughs> I want to be inspiring to people, it's like, why? Yeah. And and how are you gonna know? Yeah. You know? Well, t- yeah, that's a thing too. Like yeah. even when I put out music, it's like, I don't know if this is going to reach five people or 25 people or like 155 people, like, yeah. you know, or more like I like, or one person, like you, you, when you put something out in the open, there's literally no way of knowing who is going to listen or even if anyone will want to, you know, if it will make anyone feel something. It's literally just like, I made a thing. And it's like, I'm surrendering it to the world. Like, take yeah. it as you will kind of thing. You're letting it go. And yeah. and then I, I guess the other thing with, like, you know, numbers or whatever is, like, yeah, you could have, you know, like, there are artists out there who get a million plays on a song. Yeah. But then they don't, like, those million plays, people don't actually care. Well, yeah. Or, like, it didn't yeah. stick with them or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. and, like, do you feel that? You know, like, I used to say this, yeah. like, when I started to make some leaps and bounds in my own mental health, my own growth, and my mm-hmm. own, like, self-confidence yeah. and security, yeah. I started to realize that, like, I had spent a long time really wanting people to like me, yeah. you know? And, like, yeah. like, that's part of why I was doing comedy is, like, I need people to like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to prove that I'm indisposable so you will never let me go. You know, it's such a mood. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I need you to know, uh, I need you to believe that you can't get through this world without my jokes yeah. so that you can't abandon me like my mother did. Don't yeah. worry. I talked about this in therapy. That's what I'm telling you now. <laughs> now laugh. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like, that's like what I, w- like, that's where it was coming from. It was like, yes. it's this fear of being abandoned. Right. Yeah. But then I realized, so I'm like, making these leaps, leaps and bounds and becoming a little bit more self-confident, self-reliant mm-hmm. like you are or like you were in uh, like late 2020. Mm-hmm. I said to my wife, Alana, I was like, you know, if someone likes me, mm-hmm. just, just I like that guy. Totally. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Nothing happens to me. Like I don't get yeah. taller. Yeah, that's true. I don't gain an extra <laughs> half true. pound of muscle for every person that likes me. That's true. You know, this that's is not true. like it doesn't really add money to my bank account. So like, how am I quantifying Seriously. whether or not people like me? Yeah. You know, so it's like I'm hinging. So I'm putting so much effort, mm-hmm. energy and anxiety on something that I can't feel, touch or see. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. End. It doesn't you know? matter. And like, yeah. you know, people could say the same. They're like, well, you can't he'll feel touch or see god like what about that i'm like that's different well, and you know it <laughs> you know it's different and you know it but you, you know what i mean right it's like, different yeah totally. because yeah. whether someone whether or not someone likes me is not mm. bigger than myself yeah faith of any an kind opinion. is a yeah. bigger is something bigger than yourself mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. and again like i'm probably an atheist i'm just not an asshole about it but yeah. i still like i you know i think faith and prayer and things that help people have hope yeah it's a beautiful thing you know i was just yeah in my research for my second book i was reading mm-hmm. that um suicide rates mm-hmm. are significantly lower in people who have faith or spirituality of some kind in their life because they have hope 
mm. or like they don't have they don't see they they believe that like it's in it's in God's hands or yeah who uh, whomever's hands or the universe is is moving in a certain trajectory so this mm-hmm. is whatever whatever there's two mo- shall pass yeah kind of that thing. kind of yeah. thing mm-hmm. or like oh I don't see it as an option because that you know goes against my beliefs or whatever but it's just like it's lower so it's I'm, lower yeah that's what it, the numbers are yeah and in a sense I'm like okay well I can't knock them for that I'm not gonna make these fucking idiots it's like yeah. I can't do that what where some of my atheist friends would probably do that and i'm like right why yeah like you an asshole like yeah you know i know like organized mm-hmm. religion has done a lot of damage to society i'm not gonna yeah. deny that yeah um totally. and i don't agree with most of what it's done and mm-hmm. like if you're a member of the mb conference i just want you to know that i hate you personally um they did some stuff recently that i'm like oh you an mm-hmm. asshole oh no oh <laughs> uh, t- it's it they were they passed like a really fucked up bylaw and there was a church, you know, I'm just going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the Mennonite Brethren Conference, they, um, they owned a building, right. right, that this church was using mm-hmm. or whatever. And this church decided they wanted to open up their doors and be more inclusive and have inclusive gospels for queer people. Right. Okay. So the conference just took the keys, fired everybody, and they're like rebooting the church. Oh my goodness, we were talking about this. Where, did did you and Ryan talk about this? Yeah, we did at Boston. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awful. Yeah. So it's like stuff that's like crazy. yeah, exactly. So when I see stuff like that, <sighs> I'm like, yeah, I'm staying out of the club. Mm-hmm. But then I meet people like like you know like ever <laughs> uh, Ryan who mm-hmm. who works here. And yeah. don't fret, you, Blake, my drummer in the mm-hmm. band, and a bunch of other people, you you all love Jesus, mm-hmm. and you're all figuring out how to live more like him, and yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. You're all, like, very loving, selfless people, so I can't knock faith. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I can't mm-hmm. be like, it's all bullshit, because I'm like, there's so many people who are trying to figure it out, trying to balance it, yeah, and it helps them self-regulate. It gives them hope. I'm not going to knock it. That was mm-hmm. the whole point of it. No, totally. That rant. That was a tangent. Um, thank you so much for listening to that part, guys. Um, <laughs> I got mad there for a second. No, I was like, it's These totally valid. It's so yeah. Yeah. It can be it can be tough. It yeah. can be and I feel like there's a lot of people I know that I've been in conversation with. And this is something that I'm wrestling with too, that when I started becoming more connected to um uh, you know, other Christians and other people my age that grew up in faith, there were a lot of people I was talking to that grew up with it, did the whole shindig, like they were youth leaders or they were, you know, just at the same, whatever, whatever. And they would be like, oh, like, you know, I grew up like this, but I don't even know if I should call myself a Christian because Mm. of like certain people I know that have acted in this way or injustices that I've seen or like hypocrites that I've grown up with. And, you know, and like, I, I like, I don't knock that. Like I, I didn't grow up in that experience and I know that I think growing up in church or in any other kind of religious background I think that can have a huge influence on like your psychology and like the complexes that you might have like Mm -hmm. growing up in a certain way like it's not only like your mom and your dad it's like the god that you believe in and like do you was that framed in a loving way or in like a um condemning like judgmental way yeah. like, that can really influence someone growing up and yeah. i didn't experience that so i have no yeah. um way to um you know speak for all people that have experienced that but i think for myself you know um obviously 
I have so much compassion for people that have been burned by people in religion and like I just say like I'm so sorry like I Mm -hmm. that like that sucks like that really really sucks um and but I I still call myself I would I still call myself a Christian I still call myself a follower um yeah of Jesus because like that's who I follow and just because those other people claim that and they do what they whatever they do um they're not me and I know that my connection is authentic and only the only things that I can control are the ways that I continually um like surrender my inadequacies and my mistakes um to God and like receive that grace know that every day is new and go out and treat people as well as I can you know that is that that like literally that is all I can do yeah. for the rest of eternity. <laughs> and like if, you know, and that's all I can do. And that's mm-hmm. why I don't feel shame for calling myself that. Cause I'm just like, this is how I roll. And like, yeah, I can't, it sucks that other people are like that, but like, you know, God will deal with them when the time comes and whatever. And I can only just love you and like have compassion for you and serve you um, in the ways that I can. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If that makes sense. I completely forget what we were talking about before we got on this tangent, but... <laughs> I was asking you about how your faith plays into your music. Yes. And you we, answered yeah, that really totally, well. And then right. I kind of took it in a different direction. Yeah, I was no, that's like, fine. That's fine. I don't even remember what sparked it, but I was just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this other thing. <laughs> but that's very much like how our conversations go. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I always and forget that there's like things. a mic in front of my face. Like this is literally how you and I would talk. Yeah, like, exactly. If it's, we were just hanging out. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I feel like when we're talking, I ask you less questions and we just kind of bounce off of each other. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's good. And, um, I think it's an interesting episode for sure. You know, um, I don't think we've had, like a Christian on in a while. So like in the sense of like, I don't think we've talked about faith in yeah. a while, which I always find interesting just because like, you know, like I'll be on the TikTok, right? And oh, yeah. I know yeah. like because of TikTok, I'm connected to a lot of former Christians and right. there's a lot of people who have a similar story to me of like yeah. growing up in it, getting burned by it. Yeah. And now they're like, hey, oh, fuck this. Right. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of them are angrier than me. Mm-hmm. But I'm always mm-hmm. like, I'm always sitting here. I'm like, you know, it, it's, it's more complicated than just it's all bullshit, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. It, re- it, like totally. it, it, kinda, it just is more complicated because there are people like you mm-hmm. who are just trying to show up, mm-hmm. show love, mm-hmm. and they, they attribute the love that they're showing to God, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm like, okay, well, then I can't knock... I could I could knock ninety nine percent of it, but I can't knock that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can be like the music's whack. I can be, you know, say like <laughs> I could do all this other stuff, <laughs> but I can't be like. But there are people who genuinely use this faith mm-hmm. to model very similar values to me, mm-hmm. even though I didn't get the values that I'm trying to embody, or even like the the branding that I have now as a as a content creator. That's not mm-hmm. from my time as a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's almost like in reaction to it. I'm like, oh, well, then right. you got to be like this. But there are right. a ton of Christians that have come to the same conclusion within the faith. 
So I can't mm-hmm. be like, oh, it's all bullshit. You know what I mean? Totally. So, totally and, and that's that. just how I feel about it. It's like, oh, there's, there's some good ones, you know? Mm-hmm. There are some white people that are practicing anti-racism. There are some Christians that really do love like Jesus do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they, they mm-hmm. exist. There are exceptions to every rule. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, that whole, the mental health aspect of like faith has given, gives some people hope bigger than mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. So when they're at their lowest, they do have something to hold on to. Yeah. Which I think is like a good thing. So if that's where you get that hope from, mm-hmm. because you're not as like foolishly optimistic as me, I- <laughs> do it. Have that. Have it. I want you to have that, you know? Yeah. You know, some call hope a necessary evil. I'm like, have it. Be a little evil then. You know what I'm saying? Like, Enter your villain era. If that's what it means, it. you know? That's like, I want that for you, you know? like That's great. You know, and if, you know, your faith is going to have you wanting to react, like be a good steward of the earth and you want to talk about climate justice, fucking do it, you know? Oh, yeah, you, totally. You know, like if your faith says like, hey, Jesus rolled with the sex workers, I'm pro-sex worker, I don't, I think it should be legalized so it can be safer form. Mm-hmm. Fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Totally. You know, I don't care what your reasons are. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's guiding you if we're headed towards a better place. Totally. And Ooh. if the humanity of people oh, that was is... A bar protected yeah no seriously that was good i was rushing in with to add on to that but yeah that was good i want to sit in that for a sec yeah it was good good job thank you (laughs) (laughs) so so what's the goal here you know like Mm. not with this podcast the 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 goal was to have a conversation we're doing that we've done it good for us but like, you know, you're entering, you're stepping into the fullness of who you are. Yeah. The fully, as fully realized in Isabel as we've ever seen, as fully <laughs> realized in Isabel as you've ever been. Oh, man. But like, what do you want to do with this? Mm. You know, like, is yeah. it, is it, ooh, music's fun? Or is this, there's something deeper? Is there a, you know, is there a, I don't know how to explain it something deeper is there mm-hmm. an end game mm-hmm. for you and your music and your art mm-hmm. um i think so i think it's less more of a concrete goal Good. as it is just like these are the kinds of experiences that i want to curate and have for the rest of my life Amazing. like when i when I was very young and I was starting to, you know, like listen to the radio and everything that was on TV, like I would see like Green Day play <laughs> on TV. And like that was when the Kelly Clarkson's and then Avril Lavigne's were getting big and I would see them play and listen to their music. And, you know, like five year old, six year old me is just like, wow, like. I want to do that. Like, I want to live on a tour bus. I want to travel the world. I want to play all these shows. I want, you know, I had a thing. uh, And I still do this. This is why I love albums, actually. Um, uh, Is that um, when I was really big into buying CDs, um, I would listen to the CD on my CD player and I would just like take out the album linings and I would just read all the lyrics for every single song. And I would read. Well, yeah, because it's. It's different now, now that streaming is so prevalent and 
so many people have sworn off you know physical copies of music and it's only like streaming's the future and you know I think streaming can be the future but I never want to move past like the feeling of being able to hold an album in your hand whether mm. it's a vinyl or a record or a cassette um and just being able to hold it in your hand and like for me like with CDs like read the lyrics and like read the acknowledgments and read what the artist was like this album represents this in my life and this is what this song means and I wrote this song with this person and like that just felt that just made it so personal mm -hmm. for me like wow this person it felt it feels like this artist like made this album for me which yeah. is really cool and I think and you know like I can you know in a very romantic sense like that's what I want my music to be is that I want to make something that at least for a particular snapshot in time like this is the accumulation of songs that I've written and um, the vision that I've created alongside great producers and with great players and um, yeah I just want it to be like a little snapshot of like a story that I want to give to other people um, in the form of a physical album but I want to also carry that on with like shows that I play and wherever you know, wherever that goes with like social media stuff or like whatever following I get or how big the shows become or where I'll go. Like, I mean, I don't know. I could, this could be the farthest I go and that should be fine. But the biggest, I think end game for me would just be to write, make music and just put it out and just like get people to hear it. Like that's like the biggest thing for me is just making the music and putting it out. Cause I didn't, I was afraid to do that for so long, but now that I'm doing it, it's like, I never want to stop. <laughs> so yeah, it's just that collection of experiences and having it be such a prevalent way that I express myself. And it's so much more than making money. It's more than just a hobby. It's like, I have to write, like I have to sing. And if there's a way that I can like make a career out of it or like, be this person on the internet that does that then cool but i have to make songs yeah and yeah it's <laughs> a good answer i have to so it's a good answer yeah so let's see here it's probably coming out in early to mid november is there anything you want to plug mm. um i have for like after november or like just, I mean, like, hey, here's the time frame of when it's probably coming out. Oh. Because um, if you're like, hey, yo, July? Keep an eye out for July. I'd be like, I, that's too <laughs> far ahead. They're not going to remember. Um, well, depending on when in November this comes out, um, for those of us that live in the lower mainland, uh, Vancouver, anywhere in that area, um, sure. playing an acoustic show at the Heatley um, on November 24th. With Robin, actually. So Friend of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've just got a lot more music coming out. And we're fleshing out the plan. And uh, there's so much more music that's coming. And if you want to stay posted on that, um, follow me on Instagram. Uh, this is Isabel. I-S-O-B-E-L. Link in the show notes. Link in the, you know, <laughs> all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's all I can think of for now. 
What up, y'all? Sunshine again with another editor's note. Uh, I don't think she knew at the time of recording, but this episode should be coming out on the same day as Isabel's new single called Miles. So go stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, wherever you get your music. Go check it out. Yeah, follow. Like, Do you want them to follow TikTok, Spotify? My TikTok has been like dormant for so long Word. like cool. i <laughs> i'll tell people to follow my tiktok when i know what the heck i'm doing with it so. yeah good luck <laughs> thank you good luck figuring that shit out it. <laughs> it is a nightmare it kind of is i oh you don't even know bro um I well thank you so much everybody for listening to this week's episode of the don't fret podcast mm-hmm. she's been isobel i've been d fretter y'all have a good week be safe be smooth Peace.